Welcome to another episode of Bringing Down the Grindhouse, a podcast where we discuss horror and media. And tonight, arm yourselves <laughs> as the street corners are being taken by invaders from outer space. As we delve into Attack the Block. I'm Mitch. I'm Mer. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. <laughs> Don't laugh at my intros, John. They're not that funny. Jesus. I'm laughing more about the chaos that happened right before we started recording. We we did our whole breathing exercise to start and then didn't start. I know. Mitch went off and was looking at the cats making out oh, with each other. Mur went great. off to go have his other truly. This is called and talking about racist and, and talking about racist. Yeah, holy shit. That was great. Racist. Hey. Talk about a film that went under the radar, but is so good. Yeah, this film is amazing. Uh, easily one of my top favorite movies as far as monster creatures go, because it's such a good, simple design. You mean the dog apes of the glowing teeth? I love the like random names they gave them. They're like, that gorilla-looking motherfucker. <laughs> you're like, oh, all right. That wolf-looking gorilla-looking yeah. motherfucker over there. Got glowing teeth that almost look like eyes whenever they're like looking at it from far away. But and they, they didn't actually have eyes, did they? No, they're blind. They, nah, bro. They had they this really good sense of they smell. They just smell the pheromones. Which they do figure out eventually. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to... Uh, pale skinny white boy that smokes a lot of weed yeah he's like always watching shit on tv because he's so high stuck on the couch yeah he's stuck Damn. on that na- national geographic yeah that's what it was they were <laughs> like yeah they watch i lo- absolutely loved all of the slang in this movie because it's just like uh i'm not familiar with any slang from the uk from britain so i was just like what the fuck i really needed subtitles is what Ruff. i'm saying i broke the shit bangs in it <laughs> yeah i true. love how many times they said fam in this Oh, so fam. Fam, Fam, bruv. They came over there. Wagwaden. And of of course, a super young John Boyega. Yeah, this was his debut. Only like 18, yeah. Yeah. Well, he plays a 15 year old in the film. Technically. (laughs) Or at least that's how the story had him. That always happens, though. They they cast people who are slightly older. Unless you're that girl from Mean Girls who was like 30 when she played a high schooler. Oh, man. That makes me think of Hannah Montana. Also, that. You know, this Hannah Montana's dude, brother, brother during the filming was like 30, yeah, it's wild. like mid 30s. This movie came out on March 12, 2011. Yeah. And I'm pissed off <laughs> that you hadn't I'm seen fu- it. Yeah, I'm mad. That's fucked that I didn't see this because this would have been like one of my tops for that year easily. Yeah. Well, yeah. 10 years later, we're finally seeing this. Yeah. Really? I mean, I, I, I saw it a while ago, but I'm bringing wow, it Wow, aren't you cool? Wow. Yeah, don't you know? I'm one of those cool people that goes online and is like, best movies of 2011. Uh-oh. Cool. Attack the block. <laughs> <laughs> I literally did that for like every year when I wanted to go find movies. It's terrible. Anyway, uh... <laughs> moving on. Well, it was released in the UK. Uh, the director was Joe Cornish. And is this movie corny? Uh, yeah. A little sometimes, yeah. So, but like, bit, not yeah. even in a bad way. Yeah. It's not, like a but it's in a good way, way. yeah. Exactly. If it ever is corny, it's not consistently corny. Joe Cornish also wrote it, too. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, Nira Park and James Wilson were the producers. Uh, the production company was Studio Canal Features. Film 4, the UK Film Council, Big Talk Pictures. That was it. That was all of them. All of the uh, producers, production companies. Did they make money on it though? Yo, the budget was eight million dollars. Box office, four point one million. Dang, they didn't even wow. make their money back. But the reviews for this 
are everyone yeah, really everybody liked loved this movie. It. Really enjoyed this movie. Probably just had a shitty marketing team who didn't get the the kind of uh what's the word distribution they wanted. Plus they probably didn't care to see a bunch of ghetto kids running around and saving the block. Also that. Yeah. <laughs> Could have just been uh, the wrong time to release the movie. Yo, ghetto kids will save the world, just saying. Yeah. Hey. Well, that's the thing. These are like teenagers, but they run the block, quote unquote. <laughs> yeah. And you even have like some like little references to like how, you know, higher ups will run with this with the character that has the gun. Yeah. They're they're uh they're part of a poor uh community in southern Britain where the They're a suburb of London, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And so p- the police and other people there don't really give a fuck about them. They're going to be <laughs> kind of Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure when they refer to the block, they're referring to this big apartment building. Yes. On yeah. a block of street. Yeah. And that is like their zone. Yeah. So they all live story, there. Yeah. So this it's whole story a... takes place basically in that small area around them. Yeah. It doesn't go much further outside of that. It's. I mean, that's like how that area is broken up. It's like the UK equivalent of living in like large apartment complexes and dense cities. So that would be like the equivalent of their block, and like you said, they had oh, so like drug dealers. And Section whatnot. eight, uh, yeah, pretty yeah. much. That's why when all the kids are uh, like running back to get their weapons, yeah. they all live in the same building. This is just running down the hallway. Yo, yeah, that's straight up one of the best shots in the movie because really they're all well just cut. like jumping down the stairs yeah. and going in their fucking rooms. I love all the excuses yeah. that they're giving to their parents, and their parents are like, "What are you still doing out like at this time?" <laughs> and they're unaware of the what's ju- what's happening. I think I like the one kid. Sorry, but oh, I like the ahead. one kid in the purple whose mom is like, "Okay, be back by 10. No, okay. be back in 10 minutes. Oh, in 10 minutes. Yeah. He wasn't back in 10 minutes. He was minutes. definitely not back in 10 minutes. Fuck no. My favorite scene, though, I'm just straight up going to the favorite scene, is when the kid goes in and he's he's like, oh, what happened to your leg? Like, oh, I, uh, I messed yeah. it up playing football. And he's limping into his room, gets the bat, puts it in his pants where his leg yeah. is, where it's fucked up, supposedly. And then just says, okay, mom, I got to go. go. I'll, I'll see you later. And limps with the baseball bat in his fucking jeans. So fucking good. Like, if you were a kid, you come up with you know, some trying good to get a ways bat. to get sneaky when you're kids. Oh, yeah. Especially if you're on, like, the quote-unquote block. I mean, these yeah. kids are, like, basically doing their thing. They're robbing people. You know, they're, like, fighting people at most parts. But they're dealing with stuff like they need weapons. They have to sneak them out because they're fucking children. All right, but the best ones are mayhem. <laughs> oh, yeah, who little, fucking like, light that motherfucker on fire little nine-year-old with his super soaker full of gasoline hell yeah or what they call petrol petrol <laughs> yeah it's great i love that they're like the basically the goblins of the whole world yeah, i loved and it nobody expects them to be no. doing anything hard like no. this yeah. right they're like oh you got like what you think a super soaker is gonna do something with that uh, fucking he's like there's no water in this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love that. That's Stupid, the best reaction. Like... I think, uh, Mitch, you made a comment about them all being D&D roles. Yes. They could be. Very much so. Could you uh, explain, This is please? the murder hobo party. Well, <laughs> they are murder hobos or munchkins, if you want to call them that, that. That's fair. Because they get really excited because there's definitely, like, a catastrophe going on. Like, their block is being assaulted by horrible, fuzzy alien things with big fangs. <laughs> And all they can think of is, let's go get weapons. Let's go beat them Fuck up. Fuck them up. Let's get some experience points and levels, yeah, boys. Right. Yeah. Levels, levels, yeah. boys. The thing is, like, it starts with a alien crashing into, like, one of the skinny yeah, dude's they cars. they waste no time with And they're just like, dude, did you see that orangutan gorilla-looking motherfucker? Like, 
Let's go beat him up, dude. He fucking scratched you, Moses. Like, that's Rex, a diss. one of the kids. Like, Moses that's... is like, yeah, let's go fuck him up. And they all just go fuck up this one little alien thing. That was the only thing that was cheesy about this movie was him trying to do his tough faces <laughs> that were very cheesy looking. I was like, this isn't this isn't transferring well. <laughs> You're not. You don't look very I, tough. I thought I thought Boyega did a good job. Yeah. Of no, not Boyega. Guy. The other kids. Oh, the other kids. Yeah, because yeah, sure. like, they're all younger. I was like, Boyega did a good job yeah. of being the tough guy. Yeah. Like, I, he did not lose. Like, I was like, I have all the respect. Well, he just mugged someone and I still respect him. <laughs> yeah, like, you know? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> he really well, did. Here's the thing. We should probably talk a little bit about the cast for the movie. Yes. Um so we also have Jodie Whittaker as Sam. She basically is just like a normal woman in her complex who's just trying to be a nurse. Has a boyfriend in like fucking Africa doing Red Cross shit. I love that scene because he's like, <laughs> "What? He can't help kids here in Britain? What the fuck is he doing all the way over there?" And I was like, "Oh, that's real." It's yeah, fast. like he's just trying to get a fucking <laughs> suntan. Yeah. Like what? You're gonna, tell, you're gonna tell? You're gonna tell a bunch of poor Britain kids about yeah. your Peace Corps work and they expect them to enjoy? Obviously, this? he has the white savior complex. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. prime white savior complex is going to fucking Africa to do some whatever charitable work. Right. So like, bro, start with your own neighborhood. Come on. <laughs> yes, this is real. Change starts at home. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like some dare shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, home kids. Where they're like, stay away from cr- from drugs, kids. <laughs> and all the kids are wearing the dare shirt while doing drugs. <laughs> Yeah, I love that actually. I love seeing like the fucking stoner kids who just obvious tweakers wearing dare shirts (laughs) for the aesthetic. Yeah, Yeah. I low key want a dare shirt too. Yeah, no, I've I've been saying it for years. I want to make an anti straight edge band, where it's just like, yeah, dude, fucking smoke that shit, drink that shit. Oh, so you mean every glam rock band like ever, right? (laughs) He's not wrong. but, But here's the thing, I've I mean I know a straight edge band. And their fucking thing is like, um, what is it? It's like, oh, fuck, you're going to have to cut this, dog. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I, believe, uh, no. I might leave this in, honestly. <laughs> uh, there's been moments where you said to do that, and I did not cut it. <laughs> I hate you. Oh, yeah. I remember the lyric now. Yeah. It, like, literally, like, right before the breakdown, they're just like, destroy all non-edge like it's so fucking good but cheesy like the breakdown slaps but you know they're all just like putting x's on their hands and fucking you know doing their thing yikes like you smoke weed kicked out of the band fuck you (laughs) like that literally happened um how dare you smoke illegal substance in california (laughs) anyway uh to finish out the cast though we have alex esmail he is past he's the kid that's like the Boba Fett motherfucker with like the rockets in his fucking backpack. It's great. So good. And then we got Leon Jones as Jerome. He's the guy with the glasses. He's kind of right. the rationalist. Jerome. Like he has a soft face and he's super like friendly. He's adorable. Right? Like like people are like screaming and fucking fighting. He's just like, yo, I'm Jerome. Nice to meet you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's a but, great but moment. He, but Jerome is also like the massive homie because he's like, they fucking killed Dennis, man. Bro, if they killed Dennis, yeah. we got to kill all the motherfuckers. And yeah. then, like, he even, like, talks about, like, that, uh, the dude with the gun. I forget his name, but he's, like, an amateur rapper. 
That was so great. He's like singing oh. to his own music. <laughs> what was his name? You I, I don't. Oh, slip. It's like strap. It's like blast, blast, it's like blast. top hat or some stupid shit like that. Hi 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 hi. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a great name. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping he'd roll out with like a top hat on or something. I mean, you got to match your rapper name. Come on. Right. I this, thought he would have heavy, like a machine gun or something, but he didn't. He just had the one pistol, and I was like, oh, this is You whack. think he could afford a machine gun? No, Come but on. you know. In the just, block. He just In has the block. like a Come on, man. Be realistic. I, I do love his uh, his rational sidekick. Yeah. Who is like his friend who's just like, oh, Bob, there's totally aliens over there. He's yeah. like, no, you no know there what? aren't. Go look at it then. He's like, oh, all right. I, I always love this dynamic wrecked. with sidekicks is when like the main dude is just like this kind of skinny looking motherfucker. And that his sidekick is this huge yeah. dude with yeah. a high-pitched voice. Yeah, he's like super like like teddy bearish. You yeah. know, you're like, oh, I want to hug this man. <laughs> the and then he dies. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> they're so, it's so funny because he's like, Moses, did you make this fucking puppet, man? This is some fucking great work, man. Yeah. <laughs> As he brings He's so the alien positive. in. Like, oh positive reinforcement. And the guy's like, no, nah, I can't get money off this. Hey, Moses, you know what? You want to make money? Move some white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. You're like, oh, shit. All right. Well, that's the thing. Like, it has a, the illusion of just like how gang leaders or like drug dealers right. deal with. They're going to recruit the young. Yeah. Because they want, most of them want to leave the area they're in. So they're like, yeah, you can make all this money selling drugs. Give it's me like three, yeah, give me 300 story. back, yeah, you know. Exactly. Uh, but sorry to detract from that. We had to talk about the fucking dog that just got killed in the beginning. No! <laughs> fucking Pogo. I, you know, you think Pogo's going to be a superhero dog. Yeah. He shows up. He's like, you have to take your dog for a walk. He's like, shit. All right, Dennis is in I'm his house. I'm not telling you. I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not. Which is such a dad thing to say. It's great. Yeah, and he's like, fuck, all right, I got to bring Pogo. I thought that dog was going to fuck shit up, and then he Same. did not. <laughs> he got yeah. wrecked. Yeah. That po- that, but as soon as Pogo leaves screen, he does not come back no, to screen. the dog does not survive. <laughs> <laughs> the dog does not. Yeah, yeah. What was the website? Does uh, the dog die at uh, the end? No, I think it's, um, does, does the dog live or something like that? Yeah. I, I got to get the actual website. Yeah. I keep mentioning it. Yeah. Pogo does not. No. But he does get a really nice ride in a moped in the backseat. Well, his <laughs> owner gets like fucking badass after that. Gets right. on his moped with the samurai sword. That's the best. Like, I, I, I like that too. Uh, the past episode that we had about demons. You yeah. Know, we have the iconic moment when he's on the fucking motorcycle, the samurai. Yeah, sword, exactly. And we get that again in this movie where the kids, <laughs> some for some reason, just happen to have a katana at That's home. so great. They get baseball bats. They get fireworks. So, they get chains. So I, this is on topic, but not really. If I looked up, does the dog die for attack the block? One question, does the dog die? Though killed off screen, there is noises to indicate that the animal is either being terrified or being killed. It lasts about 0.3 seconds. <laughs> so they get that detailed. On, wait, what's the website called? Uh, 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 DoesTheDogDie.com. There yeah, it there is. Go, there you go. Wow. That's, you can you actually know. go. You can search up any movie that has a dog in it and find out if a dog. Does an animal die? <laughs> kind of depends on whether you see the animals as animals or not. They certainly look and act animalistic. And to finish off our cast, we have a long-haired Nick Frost as Ron, who has Ron, who has Ron's weed room. What's Ron's weed room? It's a fucking Ron owns the room and it's, it's a full big of ass weed. room and it's got weed and it's Ron's. <laughs> I just love that they had to include a Karen in this movie as they one of the did. main characters. They really did. <laughs> like she's a nurse, doesn't have much money. 
She gets mugged by these kids in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> She's traumatized. She even like goes on a patrol with the cops. I know. Great. Gets this dude arrested while the cops get eaten by the wolf dog. Like, but it- <laughs> oh, you live on our block? If we had known, we wouldn't have mugged you. <laughs> that's essentially the logic there and, and, yeah. and she's just like so if I was not if, if I was you would just have done it anyway and like the, the, fuck and the kids are like dude he's trying to fucking say sorry to you fuck off I, fuck off. <laughs> I will say uh, Pest is one of the better characters in this movie from the little kid block yeah he's like the kid with the, the fireworks he has all the best lines y'all bro I can't believe I'm in a room full of weed and no papers. Like, this is a fucking nightmare. No skins. No skins. How can I be in a room full of weed no skins? And then we have the National Geographic guy like, here you go, bro. I got you. Here you go, bro. I'll never cuss you again. (laughs) Some of the best slang. I'll never cuss you again. I also love how Karen was cussing at the kids. And they're like, you cuss too much. Yeah. yeah. You've got a dirty mouth. Hey, you got a potty mouth, eh? In it? (laughs) (laughs) I love you add it in it to it. In it, bro. Does not apply. Does not apply. Love it. This movie bombed at the box office, but it's like a like a somewhat it's cult a, classic. It's a hidden gem. Yeah, it has like a 91% on Rotten yeah, Tomatoes. Yeah, it's got a very high rating. So people really, really love this movie. It's also got a really... So as far as like the story goes, it's got a really good pacing. Gives you moments to like relax them for a second before they like figure out their plan for the next thing. And the monsters in this are awesome. Yeah, they, uh, they made two puppets. They made the female and the male. And then they used CGI, quote, sparingly. As much as they could. Yeah, I don't think they used too much of it. Probably on, like, the mouth. <laughs> Just the teeth, yeah. yeah. The glowing yeah. teeth, yeah. for sure. Um, but some other film production notes. We do know that 1,500 kids were scouted for this job. For all the, the gang. For the gang. Yeah. And then John Boyega actually replied to an online nice. ad for it and got the job, and now he's in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and his career got killed in Star Wars. Also, no. <laughs> this is also Pesk's first movie, too. Oh, wow. So he, he was able to get a career with Some good well. jobs for their first time acting in a larger film. That's the thing. Like you, If you grew up in a somewhat rough neighborhood, you could kind of relate to this stuff because that's how stuff just works. You got to be home by a certain time if you're a kid. You don't want to be out late because feds are going around. You really need to work on your school, but you're not going to because you're going to go home and play fucking FIFA or watch Naruto. I love that. <laughs> I love Direct that references to these. It's like, go home, lock the door, go play FIFA, watch Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> he does. So so we all we know is Boyega enjoys Naruto. It's true, actually. <laughs> yeah, you know, right? Yeah. He's definitely... I wonder if he does the ninja run when he went into work ever. No, he's... <laughs> like, he's like, he, like, did the whole We run. all know one guy. He's yeah. actually mentioned in, like, tweets and stuff that he does enjoy watching anime. There you go. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I hate sports games. Yeah, same. But but is there a direct correlation with being in poverty and liking sports games? Uh, yeah, because you have the idea of you, like... This is one of the ways you can get out of poverty is being good at sports. So wow. these are like your idols. Yeah, That's a real thing. <laughs> Athletes get paid millions yeah. of dollars. Oh, give you scholarships and shit. Sport, sports are a thing that are put on for the public. Yeah. So like everyone pretty much, if you have like the most basic ass of cable, like the cheapest fucking yeah, package you'll get ever, some sports. <laughs> you'll, le- you'll still be able to watch sports. So sports are something that, especially in the UK, soccer. Yeah. Like You mean big, football. Football, yeah. Football. Literally, we're the only ones Big who call it soccer. Fuck there. So the fact that they're playing FIFA, 
which is a soccer game it's common makes a lot of sense actually yeah. for them i always especially. like to draw comparisons to how much people love sports to how people love gladiator matches back in the day oh like, that's totally ooh. what it is they yeah. definitely t- today is. they probably couldn't get away with that much blood and gore but you still just have these dudes that are really just good for their physicality they don't really have any other strengths besides being strong and being athletic and everybody watches it the common people got to go into the coliseum to watch these matches go down people go to these huge stadiums or watch it on tv now yeah like i mean what do you, what do you think like ufc is and stuff yeah. like that that's just modern day gladiatorial events just yeah. can't kill each I mean, other <laughs> anything that's escapism so yeah I mean, we talked about this with dorian before but like fantasy and any sort—I mean, sports. This includes sports too. But fantasy always finds like its biggest popularity during times of strife and chaos. Basically, you're always—that's why all of these crazy Marvel shows and shit are coming out right yeah. now. True. Remember what was going on in 2001 when Lord of the Rings came out? Whoa. Whoa. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely been a lot of more like magical shows coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. Fantasy is having a hard comeback. Oh, they're, uh, they're doing a whole Similarian yeah. you know, thing now. You have is... the Lovecraft Country. Yep. You have Sabrina. American Horror Story. Yep. I guess they got Winx Club live action now. <laughs> Shit. Based off the wrong show. Well, yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, it's it's big with fantasy, but big with science fiction as well. Yeah, and that's the thing. This is like one of those. Way. This is like a sci-fi fucking piece that's just under the radar for most people. Yeah. I've never heard of this movie until you recommended it. And like, you have the the alien coming from space, some somewhat similar to nineteen fifties. Yeah, we got a two thousand eleven spin on it where people have phones that they have minutes on i love this they're like they're obviously children so they only have enough texts and calls to like contact their parents like <laughs> like they're like i'm about to die mom but i want to tell you i love you i have one minute left yeah <laughs> be shit. home in five minutes i remember that shit too when you had to like wait till after a certain time to text or call people because then it was free yeah right yeah call on the weekend same provider you're yes. like yo yo you got verizon cool our shit's Fuck free yeah dude. free <laughs> texting bro <laughs> Like that's <laughs> use T nine for it. These these are children, and like one of my favorite scenes is when they all gear up, but also when they like roll out. They go into their garage and they pick up their mopeds and bicycles, and like I don't know how the fuck they were outrunning these things on a fucking bike. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, what the hell? That's the thing. They made two designs for the puppets. Uh, Wait, the fe- so was it people inside, or There's- was it just like controlled through wires and shit? <laughs> glad you asked that (laughs) so so they had a and i quote a very feminine and quite a petite type woman in the female suit okay and she was the person who was running from the car to the playground okay and then they used the puppet for the rest of that and then afterwards they have the males so they have the one suit for the males and then they basically duplicate that with cgi oh wow okay and so they have an actual one guy actually in the suit who basically yeah. track all that stuff so he just and did then, a bunch of different movements and then they combined it all together for yeah. the last cut that's all cool. la andy circus basically oh wow jeez <laughs> all right but that's the thing they use the cg on the mouth because they have to um this that, makes me think of like the one dude they use for alien yeah who was like the only person in a suit for alien and they just had him do multiple cuts of what or multiple takes of what they were doing and then put it all together that's the thing, like with this, it's a throwback to science fiction because usually you have an alien coming through and you have government everywhere just like, oh my God, we got to deal with this. It's, I mean, it's even referenced in Doctor Who when they redid the series in 2005. Nice. Like, it's just like, oh my God, there's an alien in Britain. What's going on? 
<laughs> but here it's on a much shorter scale. And that's when we get to the illusion of like what happens in America with the black children, yeah. as well as what I mean might have happened in, in Eastern Europe. Basically, like there's a whole monologue with Moses. He's like, well, they sent the drugs into fucking Britain. That wasn't killing us enough. So then they send the guns. That yep. wasn't killing us either. So now the government is saying these fucking aliens, and now they're trying to fucking finish the job, basically. It's true. The UK likes to hide the fact that they, too, have very poor neighborhoods and ghettos. <laughs> so this is definitely some commentary on it and what happens at the end when he straight up gets arrested for saving everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah. in all honesty, he probably went to prison. All of them yeah, did. That's, I know it's supposed to be like a like a very heroic ending, but he most likely goes to jail. Like, that's the thing. Like, even though Samantha, the Karen of the film, is like, those boys saved my life. Doesn't matter. I mean, like, you see him in, in the elevator with a bunch of bloody people. Yeah. You just see an explosion from the fucking apartments. And then him hanging off the railing. Yeah. Of the balcony. Right. I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, at most, I was like... Is she going to save them and say like, no, but here's the thing. It's left to interpretation. Is there a trial? Probably is. Is she going to testify? Most likely, but at the same time, they leave it open. Yeah. And that, and that honestly adds like a lot more, I guess, mystique to this entire situation too. Also also, a sequel if you want it. Yeah. If you really wanted to, the trial (laughs) of Moses. And and (laughs) and the trial gets busted up because there's more aliens. Yeah. More aliens show up at the trial and eat the judge or something, you know? That'd be cool. Um, But one thing I thought was pretty cool is that there's the whole scene of him hanging on to the, uh, like the British flag. The Union Jack. The Union Jack flag. Is that what that's called? I believe so. The Union Jack. I think so. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder, I, I, I can't analyze this very well. But I feel like there's some sort of symbolism to that if we're getting into the concepts of class and of, you know, wealth, you know, disparity and things like that. And then how does that relate to him, like, desperately holding on to the, like, does he want to really desperately be a part of the UK this badly and feel like he's part of it? Well, one thing I could read into it is he pretty much just put his life on the line in order to save the people that he loved and protect his home. But at the same time, his home doesn't really... Uh, he's barely holding on to a thread when it comes to how the rest of the area sees him. It's just his one block, really, that he calls home. Yeah. Versus the entire country could see him as disposable. And yeah. this offers him very that's little true. support while he's hanging on the edge. <laughs> very true. Well, that's the thing. Yes. There's a big explosion. He's hanging on the Union Jack. Could this symbolize like the youth is trying to hold on to what is left of the government? Well, pretty much. It's also like uh, it's the idea of nationalism being the thing that's going to save you in a country where they don't really give a fuck about the lower class. So it's like it's like you guys have already touched on. It's a it's a fake way of them saying like the government is there to help you and will hold you up, but not really. Well, that's the thing. Even Hi-Hat says like, bro, you bring fucking dead police in here. You bring fucking feds in here. And now you bring a fucking alien invasion in here. Just like just craziness. Mm. that's the thing with these characters you could see that you know they're they live in these they live in this block they do their thing but right now someone is coming on their territory doesn't matter if it's from another nation or another block or another planet they're gonna fuck it up and protect their home and that's what i got from this is that the block is theirs and they treat the block like family that's why they talk to the woman if we would have known you were from this building we would have never mugged you. And she's like, I don't understand this. Like, why would you block? Like, why would you rob anybody? And they're like, 
dog, he's trying to say sorry to you. Like, that's just how things are in a poverty-stricken world. Yeah, you do what you got to do just to eat. I mean, everyone's got to eat no matter what, or else you die. A man's got to eat, Mr. Leahy. The privilege of morality. Ah, yes. Oh, yes. Something that is discussed. Actually, um, this is something we should have brought up when we did our Parasite episode, because that movie oh, yeah. heavily involves itself with the privilege of morality. The fact that people who are in like a wealthy and well-established situation can don't ever have to deal with muggings or they don't ever have to do this things like that to survive or to, you know, make themselves granted, granted, I will grant in this place. I don't know if he really needed to mug her to survive, but it was just what he understood was the right thing to do in his situation. Well, here's the thing. We find out that the invasion is happening (laughs) due to the pheromones from the female alien that they fucked up. And the pheromones are all over his jacket, which we can learn later through the blacklight. But here's the thing. With that happening, we find out that... I hate my life. (laughs) (laughs) So with the pheromones, we find out that they're attracted to Moses because he was part of killing the very first one. Oh, yes. So we find out that it's not a worldwide invasion. Right. It is only on the block. Yeah, just the block. And they think that the government or the police or the fucking military will come in and protect them, but they have no ways of communicating with them or anyone actually realizing this. There is kind of a a little bit of a a thing going on where, like, an area of the the city is blocked off with police. I don't know if they know that aliens are here. They were probably just looking for that kid. Yeah. Because, you know, they try to arrest this kid for mugging a woman and then two police officers show up Uh, dead. Then they're going to roll in the cavalry as soon as you kill a cop. So what you're saying is the aliens is a metaphor for the drugs that affect only that one community. Wow. Bro. Whoa. That's a read. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a while since we've done a read. (laughs) So we got a read here. Yeah, that's the thing. Because they're they're expecting military to come in and save their asses. Nobody does anything about it. So they can't. So they have to go to their own And then when they do do something about it, they get in trouble because it looks violent to everybody else. And the stakes are high. Yes. Like you see a, a kid get straight up decapitated. I wasn't yeah. expecting that. Was that was wild. I was yeah. like, oh, oh. They I was ripped just... poor his, Dennis's head right his off. His fucking head flew across the room. Yeah. Oh Dude, my God. And then all the all the, all the the girlfriends like beat the shit out of the one in their room. I they were love how awesome. the dudes were just cowering in fear and the girls were like, all right, we got this. Fucking electrocutes it, put it in a fucking oh blanket, God. just beat this the shit out of it. This is not the first time they've done this. They were way too prepared. <laughs> they, I, they, they've beaten down things. With fucking ice skates. Good before. for them. Good yeah. for them. But here's the thing: like, even before they went into the house, like, or into the apartment room, it's just like, bruh, why do you have this math teacher-looking mass bitch? <laughs> why are you guys having weapons? And why is that guy fucking bleeding? You're not coming to my house. And she's like, inside your fucking house, and then just lets them in. Yeah. <laughs> The most reasonable person. I would have done the same. They're like, what the fuck are you doing? No, you're not coming in my house with all this shit. <laughs> Loved it. Also, we should talk about the National Geographic guy and Nick Frost. Because they're they're kind of just getting stoned the whole movie. And just chilling. <laughs> this poor dude has just been trying to get his drugs and go home. Yeah. <laughs> but his car gets wrecked. He gets stuck in the apartment. Then gets stuck with the kids who are getting hunted by the monsters. He meets hi-hat soaked in blood. Who's just like, better catch the next one. Blood. Yeah, blood. <laughs> Covered in blood. It's yeah, great. He yeah, just walks it's a good out joke. and he like, takes it and then meets all of the kids and he just cannot escape <laughs> any of this. Nick Frost, he has his long hair. He's like 
bro, they checked out an alien. And he's like, yeah, bro, but it doesn't matter. Because, you know, like, that's not our problem. That's the kid's problem. He's like, yeah, if we stay in here and get high, does it really matter? Yeah, he's like, it's not really our problem, though. <laughs> I like the scene where they're just stuck on the couch because they're so fucking high. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and it shows, like, 30 seconds of them in uh, silence on the they, couch. They talk about quote-unquote rent he's like yeah, yeah my mom my, my mom dude she's just been fucking egging me and my dad you know if he sees my fucking car all wrecked he's gonna fucking kill me and then you know i got there's the the issue of paying rent and he's like you pay rent man no just metaphorically dude <laughs> oh yeah well metaphorically <laughs> <laughs> metaphorically pay rent <laughs> he's like well metaphorically you gotta leave soon <laughs> <laughs> I also like that this big dude's just hanging out with a bunch of kids, selling them drugs and just yeah, smoking. He's your neighborhood with drug them. dealer, getting them yeah. high and shit. On, on his way out, like I'm disabled. What are you doing? What's your number? Yeah, <laughs> what's your badge number? <laughs> You're hurting me. I I also love the skinny guy's reply because he's like, I know my rights. I am a part of the fucking amnesty. <laughs> oh. oh, this fucking movie. Here's the thing: like, it's a mix of sci-fi, but british comedy but british rural like fucking poverty stricken comedy so if you're a poverty stricken person you will relate to some of these things or if you grew up that way true like i remember people doing the same thing with that bat back when i was a fucking kid like straight up putting it in their pants and acting like they were I fucking like, fucked what? up like, that's, that's i was why so I... confused i was like Mer, did you get beat up <laughs> no, here's the thing like oh, I, all i know is like my, my thea wasn't in the best she was in section eight but you know I know that bat move. That's why it's my favorite scene. It just reminds me of my past. <laughs> I got to go out. Oh, yeah. Why are you lipping? Oh, uh, soccer. <laughs> oh, soccer. You mean football. Yeah, right? Football. Football. If you like British comedy, British comedy is fucking in-depth. And it also has like a lot of subtlety to it. So you want to pay attention to movies like this. Or yeah, TV shows. Especially in the moments where they're not being chased by monsters. Right, and they're just talking. It's a lot of good commentary. Stuff will go over your head if you're not paying attention. Yeah, definitely. That's just how bearish comedy is. So then, what would you guys rate this film? Oh, I'm going to look at me right now. All right, so yeah. Attack on the Block. I loved the fuck out of this movie. And honestly, honestly, I can't think of anything at a point in this movie where I was like, oh, I'm fucking upset about that. It's getting a 10 from me. It's getting a full 10 out of 10 because the plot was great. It was just the right amount of silly and serious. Had some good fucking kills in it. Goddamn. And there's too many good scenes in it for me to just pick a favorite one. I'm going to give this a 10 as well. Yeah. Like, I don't... I missed a lot of movies in 2011, I guess, because this went under the fucking radar. Yeah. At this point, I'm just like, hey, man, we should watch this movie. That's how I feel about Attack on the Block. Like, I want to show this movie to people. Yeah. That's how good it is. No kidding. I also would probably give it a 10 because I, I literally have no complaints about this movie. It was funny. It was entertaining. The pacing was just right. Pretty good action. Interesting kills. Interesting concept. I haven't really heard of many things like this movie before. Aliens attacking specifically the block for some mating reasons. Yeah, because you have alien invasion movies, yeah, but not in over the whole style. World. Not with like the way that they go about it is really what. And sets you have apart. this gang of wily kids just like fucking shit up and protecting their block. And they have to go home by ten. And they gotta be home by ten. <laughs> 
Oh, man. I love every scene with a dumpster kid. There you go. Oh, yeah. And you know what? No, I have a favorite scene. When fucking Mayhem and fucking Probs fucking light the alien on fire. That's my favorite scene right there. Some goblin shit? Yeah, some goblin shit. And it's great. Goblin shit. Goblin mobbing. I'll give my favorite scene to when they fucking get into their homes and get the weapons. Yeah. I, I, the cinematography's great. It's really well cut too for it's cut to like the music. So it's got music cues for that one. So it's really good. Yeah. I and, think, uh, sorry oh, to interrupt, but I just want to throw in my favorite scene real quick before we get onto Jonathan's commentary. Yeah. What's I loved when the girls just beat the fuck out of that. Yeah. Alien. That was great. <laughs> that was, that was a beautiful moment. That was teamwork and fucking logic. Yeah. To the extreme. Well, uh, I would give it a 10. Tens all around. <laughs> yeah. Tens all around. It's a good, oh, yeah. it's a really enjoyable film. It's got a lot of moments. I think this is one of the first times we all have a different favorite scene for the same film. We usually will choose like similar ones. Uh, my favorite is when that thing gets lit on fire by the little goblins. Yeah. And he's just like, stop yeah. being a fucking pussy. If anyone's going to ever call you mayhem, you need to do some shit. And then he fucking lights it up. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, yes, this is it. Hit the this banger. Hit the banger. Yeah. <laughs> what, what if I miss though? And they'll run for us and we'll run. Stop being a pussy. No one's going to call you mayhem. I love it. So good. That was a lot of fun. I, I was like, like when I saw that scene with them going down, you don't actually see Moses's house. Yeah. You, it cuts because you know, he's a single child. His uncle comes in and out. So it's a lot of allusion to how kids grow up in those kind of situations. But a, a sci-fi twist on it. We got an alien. What are we going to do? Beat the shit out of it. Oh, it's coming after us? Got to arm ourselves. It's like one of those home invasion movies, but in a fucking apartment complex. And it fucking works well. I think this is one of those movies where we all have tens across the board. And I believe this is the first time that this has ever happened. I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this might be the first one where we all rated it, like perfect. <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 a perfect. It's a great horror movie. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's scary when it wants to be. It's not even, and it's slapsticky when it wants to be. It's I don't know. It's got a got a good. It's just a very good movie. The Brits did something good this time. Yeah, and it went under everyone's nose. Really though, and fucking just suffered at the box office, which is just a travesty. I'm mad about that. But yeah, I think that's pretty much it. If you haven't seen Attack the Block yet, go check it out. It's a pretty interesting movie. And with that, I think we'll just go into the outro. The outro. So if you guys know, we're very easy to find. You can find us on all of the streaming services. Spotify, Apple Music, fucking SoundCloud, Stitcher, etc. Yeah, bro. If you go, Yeah, bro. Anyway, so if you go on Google and you search Bringing Down the Grindhouse... The Grindhouse. The Grindhouse. <laughs> bringing Down the Grindhouse podcast, you'll be able to find us, our website, all of the things, as well as all of our social medias, because we're on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and those three, essentially. <laughs> and uh, for, oh, we also have a Teespring, so you can get shirts. Uh, get we're, we're working on getting hats. By the time this episode drops, there might be hats. They... Teespring might also send me a thing saying, hey, your image wasn't correct, so you need to fix it again, which will be the fourth time now, but we're getting to it, so there might be hats soon, but we have shirts. Check them out. Also have our Patreon. If you give us $2 a month, you can send recommendations for stuff to the podcast for us to cover. Please do that, because it'd be awesome. And also message us, comment on our shit, tell us we're wrong or something. We like hearing that. Yeah. I'm Mitch. I'm Murph. I'm Justine. And I'm Jonathan. Thank you. 